0: your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends, just a trio of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams, like Scrammy's topped with cheese, it's Philadelphia, both Sheila and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys, he's a real nuanced goose, pull up a branch, get loose, it's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Both Shiel and Zach coming at you with steps and things, flapping their wings on birds with friends.
1: All I know is Zach friends. said he has a
0: game where he all don't friends. read both
2: 7,000. <laughs> and I said, I'm in. Let's go. Let's do and, it. Yeah, and so the
1: purpose yeah,
0: of, that's of what oh, I, Really, oh. what I needed was not to get at least one more reader. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to birds with friends on a wednesday morning bo wolf here Shil kapadia there zach berman also there as we prepare to talk about the eagles an eagles team that my understanding is still protesting the result of the week one game against washington they're trying to say that they won that game is that right zach
1: bo it's great to talk to you again it really it's it's been too long and i'm so happy for you and your family Thank you
0: very much. Sheel, how are you? Yeah, I don't
1: know
2: that I would agree with the uh, great to talk to you uh, part or or that it's been Mm -hmm. too long. But yes, congratulations to you, uh, the whole family, a family of four now, a little girl doing well. You know, we gave the shout out. I'm sure you listened to the previous pod. There were some listeners who wondered, you know, the show has gone kind of dark. What's taking so long for another episode, you know, Zach and I, we, we were texting. We thought we maybe we do something Monday this week. We agreed it had been a while. Get something out there. But you wanted to be on for the first uh, post-election pod.
0: Well, that's also uh, debatable. Uh, I mean, you so, guys could have done something last week, and then we're supposed to do so, three this week. So we stayed to the normal Wednesday, Friday, So We waited Friday, to Sunday Wednesday. Schedule.
2: You know, we thought earlier in the week, we don't want to push Bo to uh, go earlier. Uh, Marissa, do you have the drop for me?
0: Mm. All right, Bo Wolf. Follow him on Twitter, Bo underscore Wolf. And congratulations on the addition to the family. We all know the feeling and uh, there's uh, not a better one in the world. To be Thank you though. guys very much. Uh, uh, first time, long time. So so happy to be here. Beautiful, Bo. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Bo. There he goes, Bo Thank Wolf you. from Westchester County, New York. Wow.
2: I mean, yeah, time for the around the, you know, the around the NFL podcast, I would say arguably, you know, the most popular NFL podcast out there when I'm scrolling through Apple Podcasts to look for birds with friends and don't find it because, you know, our listeners don't leave reviews (laughs) or uh, or or leave any ratings there. I always see around the NFL. So, Zach, now we know, you know, why Bo didn't have time for, for us earlier this week. Oh, please. Oh, Seriously, please. an
1: interesting interpretation of purity <laughs> right. right? That's right. I, mean, so I, took, I took a 15-minute uh, session geez, to talk about I this I mean, board what Eagles a month. Team. I mean, Peter King,
2: child, and around the NFL guest pod. And, uh, you know, I was wondering what kind of shout-out, Zach, we would we might get from Bo on the podcast. Mercer, do you have the uh, the other drop? You do uh, Birds with Friends, a podcast about the Eagles, with Sheil. Right, he, and Zach he he drops a big hammer, you know, a
0: lead story on The Athletic today. You just had a kid. Did we make a mistake having you on the show? Well, no, but I'm sure that we are going to talk about this on Birds of Friends, and, and he's going to have a lot to say. So, yeah, he's he's been itching to come on, I'm sure.
2: Okay. I, I have two things for this. First, <laughs> the first thing is whenever you are asked by a host if they made a mistake having you on instead of me, the answer is yes. And number two – have we ever had any conversations where I've said I was itching to be on the around? <laughs> I mean, what is that comment making me look like I'm texting you day and night that I want to be on the around the NFL podcast?
0: Yeah, that oh sounds about right gosh, to me.
2: Unbelievable.
0: Listen, they were looking for a little they were looking for a little beat writer. Love, we are too I'm, national for that. I
2: have no issue with that. I'm saying he's itching to be on. Now I'm going to have to, you know, get the uh I'm going to have to get the uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like, I, mean, I like, don't know. There's like, lots of like, words like in the English gonna language. They're going to be guilted into, you know, oh well, we better have mm. uh, have have Shiel on because he, he's been itching. Listen,
0: I corrected the pronunciation been, of your last oh, name. I geez, thought that was how important. Nice of you. I got, I wow. got, I got Zach in there. You know, they were they were overlooking Zach. I feel like they I did, did my gosh. job there.
1: Unbelievable. All right, I do want to clarify though, because I have seen it commented in in stories and whatnot that. The absence of the podcast last week, obviously, uh, Bo being on on paternity leave was a factor. But she and I would have been happy to do one. It was a confluence of the fact that there was a bye week and there was an election going on, and and so we didn't think that that like debating Carson Wentz's turnovers while uh, this this major election was happening would have been uh, necessary. So so we are back with three podcasts this week
2: it was uh, it was t- it was t- a little time to recharge there yes. were other things going on
0: i think that's right uh okay you got any other grievances to air no, mr capadia
2: thanks for joining us i'm glad you were able to
0: make it yeah thanks for uh thanks for making way for me all right well we've got plenty to talk about there has been uh, there have been some developments with the eagles over the past uh, week and a half so we will get those updates in bird on the street we'll talk a little bit about shields Wentz banger not you know just enough to wet the palate for you to actually read the story, and then you guys came out with some second half predictions today. I have not read that yet, so you guys can tell me what the categories were, and we'll see where where I fall in, in relation to what you guys were thinking. But uh, I guess let's start, Zach, with with the update. I mean, there's there's lots going on. Tell us what uh, you know. What we need to know off the top.
1: Yeah. So off off the top, I. Uh... I guess more important or, or bigger than, you know, what's, what's, what's happening on the field is the Eagles uh, are, are, I was going to say not immune no one's immune, are no exception uh, to what's happening around the league and around the country. Frankly, with uh, COVID-19, the Eagles have one player who uh, contracted the illness and, and then they also have a staff member who contracted the illness. They are, in intensive protocol right now, which essentially means they cannot have in-person meetings inside. Uh, the meetings need to be virtual or held out outside, and they are allowed to practice. But they're in what the NFL is is deeming intensive protocol. Other teams have have uh, have had it. It's it's not the type of thing that affects this Sunday's game, but certainly for the player and the staff member, uh, it's it's a serious situation. Well,
0: it, it doesn't affect it yet we don't it doesn't affect it yet spread right
1: that's that's correct what i was referring to is is teams that have gone into intensive protocol their their games have have not been affected because they were in that protocol
0: and the eagles have not we don't know who the player is right the eagles have not placed anybody on the um, well no they have they
1: so the so the eagles placed marcus epps on the uh, COVID 19 reserve list uh I mean, I, I don't want to kind of get behind the scenes. We have 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 company policy that 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 we don't name um, someone. But un, if he's but if he's named
0: forward. by the team,
1: he's named by the team yeah. on the COVID nineteen list, which means that either he contracted or he's been in contact with someone who okay. has. And then uh, subsequently, uh, the Eagles obviously said that a player contracted it, so okay. you can put two and two together. And the, but,
0: and as for the staff. Uh, Derek Gunn, I believe, reported it was a member of the coaching staff. Is that correct?
1: Correct. Yes, D. Okay. Gunn did report that.
0: D, how about D. Gunn just breaking news left and right uh, after, after being cast aside by his former employers?
1: Yeah, good work on, on D. Gunn's part. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I'm trying to gas him up a little bit. You're not, you're not, well, you know, uh, no, no, no,
2: I agree. No. I mean, it was a ridiculous move in the, uh, when it happened, I believe we yeah. uh, discussed it. I mean, maybe he would be available to do some birds with friends guest hits. If, if, you know, if you're, uh, if you're too busy, you know, do, do another podcast, <laughs> we could just get uh Please. Derek Gunn. You are like here. the, you are <laughs>
0: like the, the other podcast itching. You're like you itching
2: know, to be on. He's lent out all over the place. giving me a break. <laughs> Unbelievable. Itching. Wow. <laughs>
0: It sounds like you are dealing with a serious itch. This entire episode. Save
2: it. Save it for the ad
1: reads. Uh, and and so then elsewhere in the news, Isaac Samalu, the Eagles started his 21-day clock to begin practicing, and so that means his his return is upcoming. The Eagles clearly getting healthier uh, there. And in terms of other news, there. There, there, there haven't really been anything major during this past week. They, the trade, the the, the trade deadline came and went. The Eagles did not make a a trade, uh, which probably makes sense given the 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 situation they're in. I, I thought Howie Roseman, uh, knowing Howie and knowing how aggressive he is, could be looking on both sides of the aisle, if you will, you know, of uh, uh, buying and selling. But ultimately. I, I do think this is a difficult year to make some of these trades uh because of obviously the the covid uh protocols in in, in place Yeah, but they had a bye week so they wouldn't have They had, had a, a bye miss yeah. a game. No, correct, but in 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 terms of the guy being able to come with the team, but but you are correct in, in terms of the bye week. And and then the the 2021 cap uh is probably a factor as as well because there is some uncertainty there so if you are adding money or if another team is adding money i'm sure that's a factor it did, it did not inhibit trades being made as, as shield did a great job uh grading those moves elsewhere but the eagles set out this deadline for the first time since what
0: 2016 hmm. uh, you you didn't mention the biggest what i assumed was the biggest news of the week for the eagles
1: is there something that i was, I was negligent on or is this a i joke? think so
0: i think okay. uh you know Terribly so, and uh, oh, that is uh, they, they lost a quarterback. So. Oh,
1: Josh McCown. Yes, yes, Josh McNown. Yes, uh, that is correct. Josh McCown was
0: this guy who was so Houston. important to you know fostering Carson Wentz's development and uh, staying ready. What you know, Carson Wentz has been like the worst quarterback in the league. How, how, is he going to get worse without Josh McCown to be in the Zoom meetings?
1: <laughs> uh, well, Josh McCown's value really was as the insurance quarterback, but 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 certainly that was that was beneficial as well. I, I do think we what a waste this. I think we meant what, what a this. waste though like what, how well, ridiculous is this I mean I mean is it a waste like they it, yes. it was
0: if they weren't gonna like if he if he was willing to sign to someone else's active roster then w- w- like what was the point of keeping him around on the practice squad anyway I thought this whole thing was like grooming him for a coaching position
1: yes but but if if the team uh, that's two hours or so from where he lives wants to sign him to the active roster. It it makes sense for him. Uh, frankly, he, I I actually think we mentioned this on Birds with Friends a few weeks ago when we were talking about if Nate Sudfeld had a trade market, and I said I think there's a better chance a team signs Josh McCown off Ooh, the practice away. squad. Uh, and and so it it certainly doesn't surprise me. And it's it sounds like he can be in Houston beyond this season. He he obviously is is, is living nearby, can still coach his 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 son's team. If if the Eagles got in the way of this or, or didn't we want Josh McCown to do it. I, I think that would, I think that would be wrong. And he could still return one day to, to be a coach. I, I, I wasn't like up in arms when, when this move occurred.
0: So do you think the Eagles are going to, are going to start having Nate Sudfeld uh, quarantine and work from home?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I, I don't know the answer. I mean, he doesn't but...
0: have to show up on game day. We know that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, he can he can watch his boy Bryson DeChambeau. Is that how you pronounce it this weekend? Close enough. Uh, and yeah, so I no that's that's an interesting idea. Other teams are doing this. I I, I read Trevor Simeon with the Titans. He's he's uh, apart from the team.
0: And I think so, uh, Jake Fromm as well.
1: Okay, yeah. So so the Eagles weren't the only team that had that had done this. But uh, if they exhaust an active roster spot on Nate Sudfeld, and he is away from the team that would be that that's interesting although in Nate's case he's in the area he's getting tested every day so so perhaps logistically it, it might be easier you know
2: it's a great job by Josh McCown, CTC cash them checks yeah the, the guy could have been in his uh, uh you know underroost in his room a couple hours a day jumping on a zoom and what was it twelve thousand what was the what was the salary you get, y- yeah oh, thereabouts yeah
0: yeah, I, I mean it's no him. it's no Jason Peters move, but it's pretty close. Well,
2: yeah, he's he's learning. So a lot of a lot of their players are uh, are smart businessmen.
1: But this is a guy who who literally was on the ESPN set back uh, in in 2019. You know that that was gonna be his job. He had retired, and then Nate Sudfeld gets hurt, right? And uh, he he signs with the Eagles. Uh, has this arrangement where he can fly back to Charlotte on Friday nights, and uh, he gets to play in his first playoff game, right? And now he he gets two more years in. in Rips in his in hamstring the NFL apart. Too. Yeah, but uh, has Small a memory that pay. will last forever. Wow. Um, and uh, a <laughs> memory of crying.
2: Uh, listen, I'll, I'll tear a hamstring for uh, <laughs> for that kind of money.
1: Yeah, that, well, do, yeah. I mean, do I, uh, like, do money, I need yeah. to read you Teddy Roosevelt? You know, in the arena here, right? Like, well, he, no,
0: I think what you need to read us is your game story from that game, the award-winning piece.
1: Sure, <laughs> I didn't think about that, but they. Asked I mean,
2: I, I would be up for a segment of you reading Teddy Roosevelt. I think it'd be better <laughs> than what we've done so far during this uh, podcast. So if you want to go that route,
0: yeah, we're we're getting our sea legs after uh, after such a long break. Uh, okay, um, as for like how things set up for this week, you mentioned Sayamala returning uh, to practice at least. What is your sense? I know you know we this is going to sort of be dated because we're re- recording before we talked to Doug today. But what is your sense of, you know, the reinforcements who might be coming back this week?
1: Sure, I would expect Miles Sanders to be back. Uh, I would expect Alshon Jeffrey to be back. Uh, now, how much he's going to be, yeah, used, what, is, that's what do the you question. think that means? Like, I, I think he's he'll probably take 15, 20 snaps a game is my guess. Gosh, I don't think, think he's like going to be
0: any, an any snap that he takes away from Travis Fulgham, like, the Eagles should pay all of their fans $100.
1: I frankly think he'll be taking snaps away from Greg Ward is my opinion. Um, okay. I think but, that's
0: fine uh,
1: because they can move guys around into the slot. Uh, but I, I, I don't think the uh, he's going to be, be a, a major part of the offense. Uh, and, and so I expect those guys back. I, I, I think Lane Johnson, I, I will talk to Doug. I'm going to talk to Doug here in 40 minutes. We'll have a better idea then, but I would think Lane Johnson's back after, after the body was trending in that direction before something came up the this, this Sunday of, of the Cowboys game. Um, so him back at right tackle. And then, yeah, I mean, I mean they, they're they're going to get healthier during these next few weeks. Zach Ertz is eligible to return against Cleveland. I don't know if he'll be back by then. Nate Gary is eligible to return, what, is it the Seattle game? Uh, after, after Cleveland. So they're going to get some players back here in the next few weeks.
0: And then with Siamalo, do you think he plays this week? I mean, I guess there's no way for you to know that. But. Yeah,
1: I mean, we'll see at practice. To, it, it, it it might start pouring this afternoon, so I don't know if, if we'll get to go to practice. I'm hoping, hoping I'll just get to be there for the offensive line lineup uh, just to see that. But uh, I'm curious, and my guess is if Isaac's back, Isaac at left guard and Nate Herbig at right guard.
0: And I think, you know, uh, Jordan Mailata spoke yesterday, right, and said uh, Uh, Monday that he's not not expecting to uh, start this week, which, again, you know, I think is uh, ridiculous. And I still think they should be playing him at left tackle and Peters at right guard. But if Sayamalu returns, that's the only possible um, acceptable way to have Mailata on the bench, I think, is if it's Sayamalu at left guard and and Herbig at right guard, and then you have Mailata as the swing tackle with, you know, two old guys who get injured all the time. Yeah, if that's a good if it's point. prior at Red Guard and Samo is not back yet, then I think they're doing a disservice.
1: Some some of joked that he's at running back
0: this week because he was
1: asked if he's left tackle or or right tackle, and he was joking. But I you know I, I think there was excitement
0: among Eagles fans no, That's uh, everybody's favorite idea. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Sheila, I feel like you uh, you're just stewing over <laughs> there. What's going on in your mind?
2: No, I'm just uh, reading some stuff online. I mean, I can't do any more offensive line machinations here, so we can save that for the Friday show for me.
0: Okay, I think that's fair. <laughs> um, all right, let's let's get to your uh, to your Wentz banger then. Did I Jill. use
2: machinations correctly there? I think, I think you it's did.
1: machinations, right? Uh, Is ooh. it? Oh man, I, I could I be wrong. That. I'm I'm certainly not I, the best pronunciation person. I think
0: that's uh, you know leave it up to the speaker one. Like tomato, I would tomato. Go I think I got machinations.
1: Have you ever heard anyone call it a tomato? By the way.
0: <laughs> tomato tomato yeah. yeah i hear that expression no. uh, well it's like it, it uh, maybe, have, maybe a actually. british uh,
1: yeah
2: british uh british family friend
1: doug peterson Tom- says tomato. says height right yes he does yes which he is does. i i did not realize that was a way of saying it and then, until i started covering Doug. well i
0: don't believe it is oh really okay yeah i mean i think he's just pronouncing it incorrectly it. yeah <laughs> there's no h there uh okay
1: it, it, it might be uh, a, a different, you know, like a different part of the country has that dialect. I don't, I don't think right. so. Okay.
2: Eagles have a 64% chance to win the NFC East, according to The Athletic's Ethan Douglas. He has this model that we have on The Athletic, the ED. statistical model, and a 64% chance to win the NFC East. Their most likely projected record is 6-9-1. and one. Which is what Bo predicted during his uh, hit on the Around the NFL podcast.
0: That's right. Well, yeah. I mean, we we talked about this when the, you know, when we were doing our season predictions before, but after this Giants game, uh, the schedule gets pretty difficult for the Seagulls team, and then like all, all the way until they finish with, uh, you know, with the with NFC East games at the end. So after this week, it goes at Cleveland, home against Seattle, at Green Bay home against New Orleans, at Arizona. Five straight teams with winning records before you finish uh, at Dallas and home against Washington.
2: Yeah, it might not matter. That is the uh, the lesson, you know. The last week went uh, pretty well for them with the Giants beating Washington and the Washington not picking up another win. The Cowboys could have stolen a win against the Steelers. That didn't happen. So yeah, I mean, it really comes down to to three games. They can lose all those games that you mentioned in the middle there. They can beat the Giants, uh, probably lose the next five games, go on a (laughs) five-game losing streak. They could lose every game by 25 points. It doesn't matter. And then if they beat the Cowboys in Washington, those last two games, there's a good chance that they are hosting a playoff game. So it's a crazy year
0: and there's the 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 NFL owners voted yesterday that uh, if if too many games get wiped out they're going to expand the playoff field to 16 from 14 but uh, the the division champions will still get home field um, advantage in the first round and I do have to say as as like as much as we bag on the NFC East and as tear like and as um, undeserving as the Eagles will be of making the playoffs I hate the idea of like, oh, if if a team doesn't finish above 500, they shouldn't make the playoffs. You win the division, you you belong in the playoffs. The schedule is is tilted that way. You, like if you're going to play most of your games in the division, you des- you do deserve to go to the playoffs. I, I just I think that's like a silly uh pet peeve of mine.
2: I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, it it changes every year who the good and bad divisions are. So you have a structure in place and you play by by it. I mean, that happens in other sports, you know, that happens in other sports also. So this is, you know, this is, has the potential to be a really outlier season where you could win the division with fewer than seven wins. But like that doesn't, you know, yeah, I don't think you change the rules just because of one outlier
0: season. And, you know, there's already seven teams making the playoffs in each conference. We're really, we're really crying over the eighth best team in the conference. Or seventh best, I guess, record-wise. Go ahead, Zach.
1: Oh no, no I, w- I was just gonna say you hear it all the time in college football. Like you know, if this team wasn't in the SEC, if they were in the, you know, the the Pac-12, they would have uh, uh, they'd be undefeated. You you're in the conference you're in. In the, NF- in the in the NFL, you're in the division you're in. There have been times in the past when, uh, you know, there there have been really good NFC teams that did not make the playoffs. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I'd say real good NFC East teams that did not make the playoffs. This happens to be a down year, a down decade, frankly, uh, but uh, nonetheless, it's it's uh it's the it's the rules of engagement. Everyone knew when they started.
0: So the Eagles are are three, four, and one. Washington's two and six, and the Giants and the Cowboys are both two and seven. Water gun to your uh, pinky toe. Which of those three teams do you think is likeliest to uh, scare the Eagles in any way? Washington. I think the
2: uh, Giants. Uh, yeah, I'm on the fence here. I mean, if the Giants beat them this weekend, which the Eagles are three and a half point favorites, it's not like they're overwhelming favorites mm-hmm. in this game, then it could be them. Uh, I would have to look into, into that a little bit more. I, I, think I, w- I think I would lean towards the Giants. I do so, think
0: that Washington is uh, the highest ranked, you know, DVOA wise. But...
1: So, my argument for, for, for Washington is I, I think that is a, a good defense. And the the variable that we don't know is is Alex Smith. So Kyle Allen's gonna be out here. So they they're they're turning to Alex Smith. And Alex Smith we will see how he's recovered from that injury. It's been a long time since he's played. But he's a he's a he he can provide competent quarterback play, right? Like if if he's healthy, if he's not rushing. Well, I mean, he
0: I- was backing up Kyle Allen, so the expectation is for him to be a little bit worse than Kyle Allen.
1: Uh, I I don't I don't really I,
2: I base but then we've gotten new information since then he's played okay. so I mean I would say that his his level of play would be at uh, Kyle Allen's and and maybe a little bit better.
0: Okay, I think the argument for Washington is they've got a top ten defense. They're the only you know they're the only they're the only team who has a top ten anything in the division.
2: Yeah, they have the best. They probably have the best unit right now, right? Of any. NFC East unit offense or defense? Is that right? I yes, think they're right. sixth
0: in defensive DVOA, and uh, the next closest is the Eagles, who are 11th in defensive DVOA. Yeah.
2: And they have a competent, uh, competent coach. So,
0: well, head coach.
1: No, well, you're ta- <laughs>
2: you're talking up their defense.
0: Well, yeah, but you know he's a defensive head coach. <laughs> that's both. And funny. they were <laughs> and they were definitely on tilt on Sunday. I, wow. You know, I did not go unnoticed that both Jack Del Rio and uh, Tom Brady lost. You know, after the election results came out a little distracted i think uh okay you want to talk about your banger, shield sure what do you want to ask me well i think what was um you know again we don't want to give it away and of course everybody can read it on the athletic and if you don't subscribe you can do so at the athletic.com/birds with friends for 40% off um i think what was what was good about it is that it's always nice when the the stats are painting the same picture as what we see with our eyes and you know you talked about this but the idea that Carson Wentz is, you know, all these sacks he's taking, so many of them are coming, uh, you know, more than five seconds into the play. It's, it's him holding on to the ball for a long time. Uh, you know, the willingness and unwillingness to throw into tight windows. I thought uh, you did a good job of painting the picture of, of what we see is sort of uh, what is happening, it seems like.
2: Yeah, I mean, reading all the numbers does not make for uh, for good podcasting. So like Bo said, you can go and check that out if you're interested. I mean, I will say the part that stood out to me watching his uh, 2017 film, and I watched uh, three games against uh, top 10 defenses that year, and then comparing it to what I've seen on film from him this year, uh, you know, the, the things that stood out was one, just his ability to navigate the pocket. I mean, there were incredible plays all over all those games I watched in 2017 where he's uh, eluding a rusher, but not leaving the pocket kind of, you know, those kind of quick subtle movements where he kind of just, you know, shakes one guy and then gets rid of the ball and is getting crushed as he's getting rid of the ball and it's on target. And, you're just like oh my goodness what a what a play and that it was like those plays over and over again and I don't think you see those nearly as much this year. I mean, it's either, all right, I'm unsure what to do. I'm totally getting out of harm's way and scrambling or, you know, totally uh, fleeing the pocket or it's holding on to the ball in the pocket and fumbling and taking a sack. Those numbers are all the way up. So that to me was like a big difference that really stood out and it's backed up by the numbers when you look at how he's performed uh, under pressure, where he was very good under pressure in 2017. And of course, that's subjective, uh, but he's been uh, one of the worst. Quarterbacks in the league this year when he's pressured. So that was one thing that stood out. And then the other thing stood out was just his processing in the pocket. I mean, he looked like somebody who just had all like the answers to every coverage, every front, every scheme that was being thrown his way you know I don't know the nuances of every route concept but you can just watch a guy on film where he's going from all right here's my first read it's not there boom moving to number two and he's moving so quickly and the ball's coming out and you just do not see that nearly as much this year and that certainly if you want to blame coaching for, for something I think that would be the number one thing I mean there was a such a comfort level in 2017 of him knowing it seemed like exactly what to do on every play. Play and where his checkdown was and where his second read was and what he was seeing before the snap. I mean, we all wrote about all these different things during that 2017 season, and I don't think you see that nearly as much this year. And so some readers did ask, you know, well, all right, you laid this out. Well, what's the solution? I was almost thinking for this Giants game, like I don't know if this is actually a possible thing that can happen, but it's sort of an outside-the-box idea. Like I would have, if I were Doug Peterson, I would have told... Carson Wentz before you know they they left for the bye uh you're gonna you're this game plan is yours against the Giants what do you want to do let you know you're you're gonna be in the meetings with us uh you know we'll adjust your schedule you figure the prep for this team doesn't need to be uh that you know you don't have to put in that much time you just you just played them yeah you know what they're doing like they're not doing uh, a lot of crazy things you just played them two weeks ago what do you want to do we want to go with the plays you're most comfortable with we want you to determine you know what our checks are going to be at the line of scrimmage how you want to attack them in the red zone third down down the field all these different types of things let's get your comfort level back let's hand you the keys we'll work with you but uh, we want to put together a game plan and see what happens. Again, I don't know if that's like a feasible thing that can happen in the NFL, but but that was just sort of a thought that came to mind.
0: So a couple things. One, like, you know, it's it's hard because – You know, we're talking about a fifth-year quarterback who was just who was just given you know a big extension, and we're talking about treating him with kid gloves, like you know, like he's some rookie quarterback. And that doesn't mean that I think it's the wrong thing to do. You know, I think they probably do need to give him a little bit more autonomy in the offense. But he does. I mean, he looks he looks broken like a rookie quarterback who has been dealing. Like he looks like David Carr used to look. And the pocket awareness is a thing that I think is the most concerning to me because. I think it's the, it, you know, I, I don't have uh, evidence of this, but it seems to me like that will be the hardest thing to get back. Like, I think you can fix his mechanics accuracy-wise maybe. Um, I think there are other things you can fix about the offense. But if he is continuing to flee the pocket instead of stepping up in the pocket at the first sign of pressure like he did in 2017, um, I think that's a really big concern. And, you know, that Cowboys game, like you guys talked about in the postgame show, but that, that first fumble... Where he rolls left and he sees the rusher coming at him and and he doesn't throw he doesn't throw and then he tries to throw and has the fumble like that's one of the worst plays I've ever seen a quarterback make wow. and it's it's an unacceptable play for him to be making you know against especially against that terrible Cowboys game Cowboys defense um, like he looked he looks looked broken to me so you know the Eagles uh, don't really have a lot of flexibility to get out of the you know Wentz contract until next season so they sort of have to see what they have. But like I think it's, I think it's really concerning.
1: Yeah, I think the issue here is is that there there really isn't an, uh, a solution or an, or like an answer. I, I thought Shield did a great job outlining what the problem is, but I, I think like the only way to fix it is is you're just expecting to snap your fingers and, and get Carson back to who he was. And I do think Carson before that Dallas game was trending in the right direction. I thought uh, he he played well against Pittsburgh. I thought he played well again or I thought he played well enough against Pittsburgh. Uh, I, I thought Baltimore and, and the Giants weren't necessarily bad games from him, right? Um, and then the the Dallas game was as as bad as it's been in a long time. So uh, so that is uh, I I don't have a good answer. I, I spent a lot of time thinking about it. I I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt with the interceptions because, like, we have a three-year sample size here these past three years, even going back to his his rookie year, but the, the three-year sample size here where he's been seven interceptions each of those years, he, he hasn't been a high-turnover quarterback, at, at least with interceptions. That's had, not true, though. He's had trouble fumbling. Yeah. Yes. No, no I'm, I'm saying interceptions. Yes, he hasn't been a high-interception quarterback. Mm. And the... The interceptions are really what jumps out to me here. 12
0: interceptions this year. We need a we need a, we need an Ed Feng alert the, uh, well, I was going to
2: say I was waiting for you to uh, <laughs> uh to, I'm surprised Well, you didn't drop that on the uh, you should have dropped that on the around the NFL podcast little mm. little, little random Ed Fengs. You seen the, what the reaction was? That could have made a nice uh, social clip there, but uh, I actually don't totally agree bo with what you said about the because the the pocket uh instincts and Uh, That, you know, his ability to navigate. Now, I think there are two aspects to that. One is just sort of the comfort level and the instincts. And I think that, you know, we've seen that before. And so, you know, I don't think that was like a major issue last year or in 2018. And so that I think is something that... You could you could talk me into hey he's gonna get hit, you know better receivers the second half of the season the offensive line maybe has some more continuity that he'll reach a comfort level and that won't be as big uh, of an issue I mean I would say some of the other things would be bigger issues you know the fumbling issue he has 55 fumbles since he entered the league that's 11 more than any other player and of course he's had injuries and so we've like- and we've been talking about it yes. every year and he gets yeah.
0: asked about it every year and he never he never addresses it right Absolutely. so that's
2: That's one we should just assume is going to be a problem uh, until it's not a problem. You know, if he fixes it fine, you can talk about it then. Otherwise that's going to be an issue. Now that's not like a fatal flaw. I mean, Russell Wilson, I think was second on that list uh, in terms of fumbles. And so if you're, not throwing interceptions and you're making good decisions. And you know, you can have things that sort of make up for that. It's not ideal, but I don't think that is the uh, fatal flaw, but that that's one that's not going to change. I mean, the accuracy thing, I feel like you look at that. He's never going to be the most accurate guy, but I think we have to put this into like buckets because the first 8 games this year are very different than 2018 and 2019. I mean, those years he was not playing as well as he did in 2017. He wasn't a top 5 quarterback, but he was an above average quarterback. And so I think you have to look at it that way where he, you know, there's reason to believe he can get back to that level. So when we think about what's he going to be the final 8 games, what's he going to be in the future, I think there is a strong likelihood that he's like a, a Top 12 to 15 type quarterback, I mean, that is in there somewhere. We've seen that previously, that that was post-injury, all these different types of things. You should be able to get back there. I mean, the, the least likely scenario is probably that the second half of the season this year looks like the first half of the season. I mean, that that would sort of be uh, really alarming, and that's a that would be a case where you really have to look at things, whether you're making a quarterback change, whether you're thinking about what you're going to do next year, all those different types of things. But this eight-game sample has been uh, uh, an outlier when you look at his entire career, just an overall performance. I mean, he's been statistically one of the five or six worst quarterbacks in the NFL, and that was not the case over the previous uh, three seasons. One thing with the coaching staff I thought that really stood out was like how hilarious it is with the the coaching changes and the play action stuff that they tried to get with Gangarello <laughs> is very funny. He's literally been the worst play action quarterback <laughs> in the NFL. He's averaging 5.1 yards per attempt on play action, which is the worst mark among 35 quarterbacks who have, who have had at least 25 play action. Steps. So they tried to, they tried to say, Hey, this is kind of a strength. Let's bring someone in Kyle Shanahan tree and let's make it an even bigger strength. And that has been a, just a complete disaster. That stat and also these screen passes on screens. He's on, he's averaging 2.4 yards per attempt on screens. Uh, there, this is not wide receiver screens. This is running back Mm and tight end screens. They're on pace for 76 yards on those plays. They had 399 yards last year, which was second most in the NFL. So that's like a big chunk of your offense that is just completely missing this year. And the coaching staff has not figured out any type of way to remedy that they, they know it's a problem. They see it's a problem every week. They've tried different things and nothing has worked.
0: I think I believe their longest screen of the year is is either eleven or fourteen yards. I think it was it was to Ertz, unless there was one in the Cowboys game. But mm. uh, yeah, it's been it's been pretty ugly. Um, I mean, and the Jalen Hurts thing, you know, we've like if he if he is as good as the Eagles must have Ooh, thought that save, he save, would be. You might want
2: to save that for the next segment.
0: No, okay. Well, let me just say, like <laughs> if if he's as good as the Eagles think he must have been in order to justify that second round pick. Eventually, they need they need to turn to him. And I will say, I don't know if you guys noticed this. We were talking about D-Gunn. You know, he had that report, I think, last week about something like, you know, Carson Wentz threw an interception in that Wednesday's practice or something. He didn't have a good practice. To me, that is, I'm reading that as, like, discussions have already started in the Eagles locker room about wanting some, some group of people wanting the Eagles to turn to Jalen Hurts. That's how I read that
2: maybe yeah i mean I, that that would not uh you know that would not be a stunner i mean he's he's played really poorly so this he's was all always... it
0: poorly everybody else is is seeing it too and at every other yeah. position if you play that poorly you get replaced
2: yeah yeah
0: plus true. jalen hurts is you know going out on the uh you know rock the vote stuff with rodney mcleod and those guys on election days you know he's a he's a dynamic personality i think uh, i think there's i think that uh there might be a uh what what's the word i'm looking for a uh, contingent in the in the locker room pushing for that at some point okay all right well uh we can uh we can move on then i guess make sure you guys read that that piece on Carson Wentz are we are we are, are we you know trending towards big numbers on that bad boy shield
2: yeah, I don't know what your definition is. I've heard you have very lofty expectations for every, uh, you know, every banger. Yes. So mine are a little more uh, tempered. So yeah, people have uh, have read it and subscribed. So that's been nice. Thank you for all the feedback.
0: All right, uh, I'll let you guys take it away with this with this next part.
2: Okay, well, I think uh, Zach and I did uh, predictions for uh, the second half of the season for the Eagles on on The Athletic, which you can go and uh, read all those as well. But we thought we'd throw out uh, – what do you want to do, Zach? Let's see how much how much time we have here. Maybe we each pick three of our predictions and uh, and toss them to Bo and see what he thinks about them. Well, what's the best format here?
1: I think we can knock out all five.
2: Oh, yeah. okay.
1: Ooh. Look at this guy.
0: All right. Jeez. Okay. okay. All so right, well, let's... you know
2: – well, some of them are in like the same bucket, so sure. we can almost uh, maybe here. Yeah, let, well, let's do a little. Uh, let's ping pong you... back and forth.
1: Okay. I go one, right. then you go one.
2: Go ahead, give it okay. to me. Okay. Uh,
1: so I I will start with with number two here because she has a, a similar one. The Eagles will win all three NFC East games and at least one other game.
0: Um, I believe they will lose one of the three NFC East games, and I think they will win one of the other five.
2: Oh. Okay.
0: I think that's how they get to six, nine, and one.
2: Yeah, I said no on that one. I I don't think they sweep the rest of the NFC East games. I, I actually think the teams are pretty uh pretty closely aligned, and so I mean, again, you can see that was just sort yeah. of the betting market for the betting line for this week's game against the Giants. Like they're not huge favorites against the Giants, nor should they be. And, and by so, the
0: way, this idea that like uh you know it's going to be this panacea when they get all these guys back guess when they were really healthy week one and then they lost and they lost to Dwayne Haskins in Washington. So it's not like, it's not like it's going to be an instant fix.
2: Okay. Uh, so I have, I have one in here, Bo, that, uh, the Eagles will win a
1: playoff game this Oof.
0: year. Uh, that's a hard pass for me.
1: Okay. I, and, yeah. and, and so I said, it really all depends on the matchup. If, if they have Nick Foles and the bears here, I think the Eagles win that. If it's Tom Brady and the bucks, I think the Eagles lose that, so I I went with to, no, but I can certainly to understand it.
2: Let the record show, Bo is choosing uh, his boys: Tom Brady, Sean McVay, and Matt Nagy to beat the Eagles. So, so in the first round of the playoffs. So next time could he, be Arizona. You know, uh, next time he gives you. I think that the Rams all, would beat the Eagles. The fans, you know, the fans are going to lift the Eagles to victory. Uh, just know what he thinks well, of you right now. That's
0: part of it. If there's no uh, home field <laughs> energy, you know, the Eagles aren't going to win that game. <laughs>
2: All right, all right, so Are we doing snake format? Yeah, exactly. let's do snake. let right. snake. Yep. Okay, so uh, this is. You one. think
0: the Eagles are going to win a playoff game, Shield? Uh,
2: these are these are bold. Uh, they, yeah, these bold be predictions. I mean, come on. You okay. Can't hold. Okay. Can't hold me to anything I say. <laughs> I don't think it's crazy, though. You know, I do it's feel like I, no, I don't
0: think it's crazy. I, I wrote
2: the Wentz piece and I, I feel like a lot of the reaction was, uh, you know, good job. But this is so depressing. Oh, my gosh. You know, she'll just crushed Carson Wentz. I actually think like there are a wide range of outcomes for the second half of the season. I don't think it's crazy. Like, I think he could be a top 10 quarterback in the second half of the season. Given I mean, this supporting cast, if you're if you're telling me you're going to Fulgham, Rager, Rager. Goddard, Ertz, Miles Sanders, and, uh, you know, uh, like, a, uh, like a mediocre to above average offensive line. It's not crazy to me that he sees some, um, some regression and, you know, plays a lot better and they figure some things out during the bye with the offense and the scheme and all these different types of things. So I think there's a wide range of outcomes for how he plays and how the team plays in the second half of the season. Now, having said that, one of my predictions was Jalen Hurts. Takes over at quarterback for a game or a half?
0: For a non injured? Is that is that a
2: No, I didn't say non injured. No. Oh, you
0: didn't say non injured. Then I then I think that will happen.
2: Okay. All right. So what if I did say yes, non injured?
0: Um I mean, I really like if they were gonna do it, they should have done it in that Cowboys game. Yeah, that was my um, argument. And well,
2: but, 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 but as Zach and I talked after that game, you know, that is a big decision that you probably have to have a big discussion about with, uh, Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman, everybody involved. And so maybe it hadn't reached that point where they had that discussion. Now you get uh, a, you know, a week off, you have a bye, you're meeting about the direction of the team, or maybe now you had that discussion as you look ahead to the second half of the season.
0: I would not predict it, but I do think that it is possible um oh, okay so and I do go ahead
2: no so yeah I guess if I look at my last two predictions I'm predicting a 2008 type scenario where mm. uh, Carson Wentz has a terrible game probably in the next uh, I guess you know two to three weeks he gets pulled Jalen Hurts goes in maybe for a half maybe for a start maybe something different um and then I guess one of them leads the uh leads the Eagles to a playoff win. So maybe we're getting a very entertaining second half of the season.
0: I would say I would say the recipe for Hertz replacing an a healthy Wentz has to start with the Eagles losing this Sunday. Okay. Against the Giants. Because then all of a sudden things tighten up and you really are scrambling to try to get to the playoffs. If they beat the Giants on Sunday even, you know, as you talked about, they could lose the next five games. And so I don't think that they would pull the trigger if they're still holding that that safe division lead.
1: Yeah, so I, I didn't think Wentz would be benched for performance-related reasons, but I I accounted for the possibility of either injury or if they have a playoff spot clinched, like going into Week 17, and they, and, and they sit Carson and get hurt some, some playing time.
2: Although I would say, I mean, we need to make this clear that putting Hurts in for Wentz is not necessarily a, hey, let's look ahead to the future. I mean, if he's playing like he played in the first half, no it's, way. It's, yeah. we have one of the worst starting quarterbacks uh, in the league and maybe putting Hurts in there, it's definitely going to help the run game. Maybe this gives us a better, maybe he won't turn the ball over as much. Maybe this gives us a better chance to win. So, you know, I don't think it's a waving the white flag uh, type move if you put Hurts in on the premise that Wentz is playing as poorly as he played in the first half. And, agree. and by
1: the way, in 2018, it serves its exact purpose. It was a wake up call, if you will, for McNabb who played lights out after that, right? That like he, he came 2008,
2: back. Two thousand
1: eight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. 2008, uh, that Thanksgiving game against Arizona was the next game played great. They, uh, the Eagles uh, went on a, a run late in the season and they went on a run in the playoffs. They, they made the championship game. So uh, it could give that jolt sometimes that the player
0: needs. Well, and I think that precedent is important because, you know, the argument made by some people is that once you do it, there's no undoing it. And, you know, that at least proved that you could go back to, to All, the original. Story. Although
1: I think part of that is is Cobb looked horrible in that Ravens game as well. So I think it showed that, like, plan B might not be as good.
2: Yeah, I think there are multiple options. I mean, yeah. if, if you make that move, there are multiple outcomes that – you would view as favorable one would be that Hertz plays well and you stick with him the other would be that hurts plays poorly you go back to wentz but it benefited him to be pulled and he plays better
1: so i i will jump in here uh i had a prediction carson wentz won't reach 20 interceptions which which means that he will have fewer than eight interceptions for the rest of the season
0: he's got 12 right now yes 12 right now um i actually think that's a good prediction uh, because I think he's he's been a little bit unlucky on those interceptions so far.
2: Which, as I wrote, I said, if this, if Eagles fans would have known before the season that your second half of the year prediction was going to be Wentz won't throw 20 <laughs> interceptions. Oh, my God. That would have been like the most depressing uh, thing they could have found. But, uh, no, I, I agreed with uh, Zach on that one. All right, let's get to a, a positive yeah. one here. Oh, I've got tr- – I, I oh, sorry, Snake. Yeah, 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 go ahead.
1: Take go away ahead. his snake. So uh, the, the Eagles – and, and, and this might tie into one of Shield's positive ones. Uh, this is – I don't want to say a, a negative one, but a, a realistic one. The Eagles will finish – with fewer sacks in the second half of the season than the first half, they are third in the NFL right now with 28 sacks. Uh, and for historical context, only two teams have reached 56 sacks since 2016. It was the Jaguars and the Steelers in
0: 2017. Uh, you convince me. That seems like a reasonable a reasonable bet. You know, they're playing better teams, I guess, in the second half than they did in the first half. So that sort of tracks.
2: Yeah, I I agreed with with Zach on that one. This one I took a big swing on, you know, if I had to uh, uh, put the, uh, what sponsors do we have today?
0: Magic spoon?
2: Yeah, if I if I had to put the magic spoon or DraftKings money on this, I probably wouldn't. You know, to be clear, we don't we're not getting any money from Magic Spoon or <laughs> DraftKings, but uh the- theoretically speaking, uh, I put Brandon Graham uh, leads will lead the league in sacks at Ooh. the end of the year. So the reason I did this one is because no one's really run away with this bad boy. You know, he's got. Uh, he's got seven and Aaron Donald and Miles Garrett have nine. So it's not like he has mm. this crazy ground uh, to make up here. My argument was that Donald and Garrett are, you know, they're going to be the the focal points of opposing offenses every week. They're going to see a lot of attention with Graham. That might not necessarily be the case as much. He's playing next to uh, Fletcher Cox. And so maybe uh, maybe he gets a little lucky on some of those kind of the Con- Connor Barwin type uh, sacks where, you you know, you let Fletcher Cox create the pressure and you clean up those type of, of sacks. And, you know, maybe he can do it.
0: I like that prediction. I think, I, you know, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say that it happens, but I like the possibility. But I do. I will say that I think one of the one of the like nice feel good things that could happen for this Eagles season, I think there is a good chance that this this could finally be Brandon Graham's first. Uh, you know, Pro Bowl appearance. I think I think he's he's tracking that way
1: in a in a year when there won't be a uh, Pro Bowl. Just...
0: Well, yeah, but he still gets the he still no, gets no. The but I I, yeah.
1: I think Brandon Graham's one of those guys who who, who would actually like really
0: enjoy <laughs> yeah. being. That's at the true. Pro Bowl. He may he may <laughs> just fly down to Hawaii. He may fly out to Hawaii with yeah. his family to celebrate, even though it's not it in was, Hawaii anymore. It was
1: supposed to be in Vegas this year. Can you imagine? Yeah, I I, I think like in past years when I was at Disney World, Graham would have loved that taking the kids down there.
0: That's yeah. probably right.
2: Oh, okay. okay. I got to go again. All right. Yep. Um, I have Travis Fulgham. Well, well, I'll throw this out to you. How many yards, Bo, uh, does Travis Fulgham finish with this year?
0: Let me look up what he's got right now.
1: What's he got, 435, Zach?
0: 435 yep. in five games, eight games left. Which is um, the most in the
1: NFL during that span. Or before the bye week, I should say.
0: Right. Uh, I think... Uh, I think I would go. I would go. I would go heavy here. I think. I think Travis Fulgham tops a thousand yards. I said finishes with eleven hundred yards.
2: I, I was gonna do a thousand, but you know, I thought these are supposed to be somewhat bold. So let's yeah. take. Yeah. uh Let's take a bigger swing but, there, and so that's I
1: a pretty good one. I Travis. mean, I think
0: he's for real. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I I I went between a thousand and a and, and eleven 1, hundred. So I stopped short of the bold prediction, but 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 certainly think he's gonna be. Thousand uh, yards, and, and the and the the way I reached that was I think his last three games when he's had five point seven catches, seventy five point three yards. I think that's kind of a representative sample of what to expect on a per game basis. Okay. Uh, so okay. I I will jump in with another wide receiver. Jalen Rager finishes the season with at least forty offensive touches, and uh, I first had this for full disclosure as forty catches. And then I changed it at the last minute. Even after Shield responded, Sheil was nice enough to let mm-hmm. me change it. Uh, he 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 has eight catches and one rush this season. So he would need to accumulate thirty-one offensive touches in the final eight games.
0: I think that's a good bet. I think he I really? think he does reach that. I think they will be uh, manufacturing touches for him.
1: I
2: thought this process was very representative of the care Zach puts into his work. Uh, contra- <laughs> you know, it really made me look at myself in the mirror there. When we get Pete and I get a message from Zach last night, you know, we we had turned it in. And he said, you know, would you guys mind if I changed the, the Jalen Rager one to 40 touches <laughs> instead of 40 receptions? And I'm like, no. I mean, why, why are you thinking about this? You already uh, you already turned this in. But that shows uh, Zach's, Zach's work ethic and his, uh, yeah. his care in the product he puts out.
0: We should have made the Fulgham one. You should have made it sixty catch. Will he get a sixty catch season? <laughs> mm,
2: that would have been a good one. Yeah, well, next time.
1: And, and so and ah.
2: predictions for the fi- for the last quarter of the season. We'll do that. So then my last <laughs> prediction
1: here: TJ Edwards leads the linebackers in defensive Ooh, snaps Edwards prediction. <laughs> in the final eight games. Um, uh, and the context here is is Nick Gary is out at least two more games, so that will affect the overall snap totals.
0: Yeah, I like. I mean, I think he's their best linebacker. And I, you know, I've, I've been saying that, so I agree with you.
2: Oh, I mean, really the Alex Singleton, uh, the the disrespect, the
0: erasure, his
2: way is just appalling here. I said, no, he's going to be on the field more than Alex Singleton. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, I could be wrong. All
1: right.
0: Okay. All right. right. How are you closing this bad boy out? Uh,
2: Zach Ertz plays his last game as an Eagle.
0: I think that's right.
1: Yeah. So
2: do we all agree on that? Wow. Okay.
1: I think All he right. might too, frankly. So <laughs> He's hoping to. <laughs> or, I, I I wouldn't say hoping, but I, I, I no, think I that know. might be the expectation.
2: Yeah. I so. think his preference would be to stay in Philadelphia yes. on a deal that he, you know, if there were two of the in same. In which he feels respected. Yes, if there were two deals on the table and it was, uh, you know, close or the Eagles hit his number, his preference would be to stay here. But um, I don't know. I think he's a prideful guy. And I think uh, it, it does feel like the Malcolm Jenkins situation last year.
1: And as I as I wrote in our piece, if, if it didn't happen this summer, what, or if it, if it didn't happen early in the offseason before the pandemic affected uh, what might be the cap uh, situation next year, and if it didn't happen after Travis Kelsey and George Kittle signed their deals and Zach Ertz struggled to begin the season, then I can't see it happening now.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no way the Eagles are going to offer a better yeah, deal yeah. than they were before. Now that Ertz has had a, a bad season, I'm like, agree there. And the cap may be going down. Yeah, uh, Shil, we got. We should have gotten to this earlier. Do you want to? Uh, what What is your plan for the sandwich giveaway?
2: Oh yeah, I did want to get into that. Do we have enough time, or should we? Uh, I, I unfortunately pod. I I, I
1: need Friday? to jump off to yeah, uh gotta... to get the dug. But okay, I, I can explain. I, it. Yeah, I, I, Zach, you I will gunk. listen to that part, and I'm sorry I'm not going to be here for the. <laughs> Election or baby conversation? so, so, so maybe Friday. Oh, well, we podcast. can say why, why we'll don't, say don't we that. save that for Friday too, okay. so you can join. Okay,
0: everybody wants to know <laughs> who you voted for.
1: <laughs> I don't think everyone wants to know who I voted for, but I think, I mean, I, I don't like talking politics, but I, I was, on, was on the winning side of this one. I think.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, that could be interpreted either way.
1: <laughs> um Anyways, uh, congratulations, Bo. Very happy for you and your family.
0: Thanks, Zach. Okay.
2: Okay, I'm looking for the... I wanted to read the um Officios thing. Do you do you have that handy? I don't
0: have the... Uh, uh, let the me note. see if I can find it. I think I do have it, yes. Okay, okay. Okay, this is from uh, Todd Tamori, although well, we, it was posted... Go ahead.
2: Who, by the way, we, we would like to have uh, on the podcast at some point, so if you're listening to this episode, you know I, I believe you're a diehard listener... You well, if you've even... made it this far into yeah, this episode especially... Well, then what are you doing? But uh, birds with, Fre- with friends... What is it, Bo? What's, what's the email Birds with address? friends
0: podcast at gmail.com.
2: Worst email address ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the hell? That, that couldn't have been the best one available. <laughs> yeah. But You're anyway, right. yeah, that's that's email us and we would, uh, we, would, we would like to have you on. But yeah, this was from him to uh, Pasificios. Go ahead, Bo.
0: Okay. Aloha. My family and I visited your store on August 3rd, 2019, all the way from Hawaii. We traveled to the East Coast for my son's baseball tournament. His parentheses, his middle name is Iverson, but he doesn't uh, like playing basketball, go figure. Which, and is being awesome, diehard, which is awesome. And being diehard Eagles fans, we timed our stop in Philadelphia perfectly with the Eagles open training camp practice at the link. I listened to birds with friends religiously mm-hmm. and hearing them constantly bet pasta sandwiches. On their show, I had to stop in to get a taste for myself. My entire family loved your sandwiches, and what made it even more memorable was the conversation with the woman who rang us up, who then told Anthony, we came all the way from Hawaii, which led to the photo below. My youngest daughter even remembered this when she came back to school and talked about her summer trip. Her teacher mentioned that my daughter said, we saw Independence Hall, the Liberty Bell, and met the owner at Pasta Ficcio's. Uh, long story short, our visit to your store and the food slash camaraderie there was vital ingredients that made our Philly trip great. I still think about it every time I hear Bow and Shield make a sandwich bet. COVID has hit everywhere hard, including a lot of restaurants here in Hawaii. I imagine it has been similar there, and I hope this letter finds you doing well in terms of business and health. In either case, I enclose a check for $50 And hopefully you can put it to good use or use it to pay for the first few sandwiches of the day to help other people who are having a rough go right now. This is just a small gesture of sending some aloha spirit from Hawaii to Philly in a time where there isn't a lot of aloha going around these days. On behalf of my family, Kim, Carter, Layla, and Zoe, thank you for being good people, and we hope to visit you sometime in the future to eat more subs. Go Birds.
2: I mean... Uh, what a guy! What a family! Really, yeah, I mean, I just
0: mean, making us all feel bad. This this uh, hero of society. So
2: much I loved about this. I mean, I love that the the daughter. During the the summary to That's the teacher, <laughs> yeah, Saturday met the owner of Pasta Fisios. That's fantastic. I mean, just just throwing some money, throwing fifty dollars their way. Uh, what a guy! And uh, I love now that uh, you know we have a family to crash with when we we can go to Hawaii. That's right. That's a, that might be the best part. I mean, a live pod from Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii. Have you?
0: I have been to Hawaii. You know, when we Lovely, were pl- one of my favorite places on earth, I would say.
2: When we were in Seattle, like everybody would go to Hawaii. All the time. And so I was thinking, well, well, it's really that close. It's like not that close, but nothing nothing is that close to Seattle. And so that's where like a lot of people would go for, uh, for their vacations. Uh, so we, we, we screwed up by not going, um, at that time now we have
0: heard from Todd in the past I believe I believe we he have. sent us an email when they went to positive last yes. summer so a longtime listener a, a valued listener
2: that's right so uh you know I was feeling in a sort of a celebratory mood I guess you could say on Saturday had a couple beverages was texting mm. with Bo, and uh you know fired off a tweet normally I don't like to fire off a tweet if I've had more than two drinks I don't tweet usually is my rule I feel like you have the opposite rule no, 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 that's not true. Okay, that's not true. Uh, so, but anyway, I, I said uh, I will buy. I just tweet like I'm. I've had okay, a few drinks. Yeah, I think that that's true. Uh, someone, yeah, someone at um, you know about thirty minutes after the election result was announced on Saturday asked if we should check Bo for alcohol poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> One of our listeners, so Bo was okay. He did not. Uh, he did not go overboard there. But anyway, I said I will buy a random listener a sandwich each week. For the rest of the season, we'll explain details on the next episode. So I I don't know if uh, Bo or Marissa, if you have uh, feedback on on an easier way to do this, let me know. I thought we could do it with people leave Apple podcast reviews. Uh, I will pick one at random every week. Uh, read it on the show. And then that way that person can send me their, their address. And I'll have to look into whether Pastaficios has, has gift cards or not. If they do, then I can just grab the gift cards and uh, send them people's way. If not, obviously you would have to be in the, uh, in the Philadelphia area so that I could get that delivered. Does that sound okay?
0: sounds reasonable
2: you know I want to boost the numbers uh, you know yeah I mean, get, as, yeah, make it make it work for you yeah got to yeah. make it work for me this is not going to be a random act of kindness like he did this is gonna yeah. be I get something for it so that's the deal so uh, get those reviews in on Apple Podcasts. I know not all of you have uh, Apple products I think you can you know you can still just jump in there into the link and uh, leave a review. I will check them maybe before every uh, Friday episode. Why don't we do that? I'll check them before Friday's episode. I will read off the review during the Friday YouTube session. Uh, We'll get in touch with you, and then I will send you a sandwich. And listen, if the Eagles win playoff games, the Super Bowl, I didn't say regular season. I said season. So uh, you could have many opportunities Mm. for this bad boy.
0: There you go. I like it. All right. All right. Well, I guess that'll do it. For this episode of birds of friends we'll be back on friday for our normal live youtube show at 11 30 with uh with all three of us and i believe are we are we recording live from uh four seasons total landscaping shield
2: uh we i think we have to discuss that after the, the episode
0: we have to see if we can book it there uh, all of a sudden in high demand very popular okay well uh that'll do it so for zach marissa and shield I'm Bo. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you on Friday. And as always, we love you.